podcast where two best friends get together every week to talk about their favorite things and sometimes those favorite things come from you guys at home hey guys i'm nick that's marcus your boys yo what did marcus what do you mean it comes from out there that makes no sense we're the podcast host we challenge each other every week for movies and games and books and television shows that's what we do we challenge each other what do you mean it comes from out there well sometimes and by sometimes i mean exactly once a month we reach out <laughs> to our patrons and they submit challenges they want to see us try so oh. this month's winner was Rianne 414 who submitted Bo Burnham's Inside. Gosh, Marcus, $5 seems so much money to be part of a community. It, you know what? It's not, okay? Because you don't even need to join at the $5 tier, okay? If you, if you don't want to submit things and you just want to vote and be a part of the community, you can do that at the $1 tier, $1 a month for an entire year. That's 12 bucks. Okay. Wow, wow. That's less than a Big Mac large meal at McDonald's. I do not know the cost of that, but I'm going to agree with you. At least in New York City, it is. Because New York that City is prices about are expensive. 12 rolls of paper towels at the dollar store. Hell yeah. Well, maybe something less, Nick, because that seems like a lot. That seems like you're getting a lot <laughs> of bang for your for buck. a year? Okay, I'm going to give you 12 rolls of paper towel, and that's for your year. Let's see how you do. Yeah, that's fair. I'm a paper towel boy. I listen. I like the environment. I like the world. I try to take care. I'm a paper towel boy. I use a lot of fucking paper. You you know, hey, paper Marcus, towels? hold on. This is important, but I want to tell you. You know, okay. I was at the store the other day, and I was trying to buy a paper towel with my girlfriend, and she was like, "Which one do you usually buy?" And I said, "I actually love this paper towel." And she's like, "This one's twice as much as everything else." And I said, "I know, Marcus. When I know I'm doing well in life, I get the bougie Viva La Viva paper towel. What's because Viva it's La soft. Viva? It's paper towel. It's a roll of paper towel, but it's soft like cloth." Oh, why don't you just use like a rag or something? Get more rags around the house. Soft like cloth. <laughs> but rags are made of cloth. Marcus, oh my God, we are here. We are now try this cast. Yes. Guys, if you want to get at us, tell us your paper towel conundrums. Get at us at now try this cast on all socials. Like Marcus said, join the oh. Patreon, patreon.com slash now try this cast. Oh. And you can catch us every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash now try this cast. Hell yes, now. you can. We have, man, the Patreon is a wonderful place. The voting gets crazy. This month, we, it was very close, surprisingly close between uh, Footloose and this episode. Bo Burnham's inside. <laughs> Can I be honest? I had voted for Bo Burnham and then I changed my vote to Footloose because nice. I wanted I kind of wanted to do <laughs> I also I've wanted seen to do Footloose and you never do it. Uh, I you was know, excited for Marcus, Footloose. maybe someday I'll maybe for Darren's birthday, I will challenge you to Footloose. <laughs> okay. When's your birthday? Is it past? April 28th. I mean, it's coming around again. That's how birthdays work. You know what? That is true, guys. And if all of that seems very arduous and you can't go to any of those places, the literal least you can do that's the most helpful for the pod is to go to Apple iTunes, go to Now Try This, and leave us a five-star review. Just like Rank Inc. did, five stars. Review. Five-star. That's how easy it is, guys. Hell that's yeah! What Rank Inc. Did. That's wow. all you got to do. 
it's that easy to leave five star review. That's impressive. That's very yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes almost no effort. Uh, almost no effort at all, <laughs> guys. Dash time for two in the chat said you gave me Moulin Rouge for my birthday, and I and I say yes. This is you want to come on over, tell us when your birthday is, and we'll dedicate the show to you. Hell this yeah. week is dedicated to. Let's see. Uh, one of my students of my chess lessons, he's turning five in two Aww, weeks. This is dedicated that is to him. Awesome. I, yeah, I'm not going to say his name. That seems weird. That's That does <laughs> seem weird. Don't do that. <laughs> Marcus. Yes, that's you? me. Before we get into this wonderful episode of Bo Burnham's Inside, that is a Patreon exclusive. It's not exclusive. Someday maybe we'll make them exclusive. Guys, if you want exclusive episodes, let us know. We'll do more. We'll do more. You gotta let us know. Go to Patreon. Let us know what you want us to do. Before that, Marcus, tell me what's your week's like. What's going on? Have you uh-huh. tried anything new? Well, have I tried anything new, Nick? I have tried something new. I am continuing my journey through the podcast community and <gasps> appearing on other podcasts. Nick, this week I was on a podcast called "What Are We Talking About?" Talking no G because they're cool like that. Where two buds get together and they just talk about. Whatever they want to talk about, whatever's on their mind. Oh my god! Honestly, about. yo, is this? Are they? Did you start podcast beef? Because it sounds like they're coming on our turf. Did we start a beef with this podcast? No, 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 no. They don't. They don't really like have topics uh, like us. They just, you know, just oh, okay. talk about whatever they want to talk about for whatever episode. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. We talked about Human Centipede two. We talked about sure. great cinematic masterpiece. A gross backpack that he showed me. We talked about those water wiggles that you like. Remember those like water snake things those toys that were like slippery and you could hold them in your hand describe them in more detail for me they're tubes they're a cylindrical gooey toy that you can grab and squeeze and they slide right out of your hand usually the weird kid in school brought them oh is it the one that loops back in itself is why because it i don't know if it loops back in itself it's like a little pouch size like this big and you just like squeeze it and it goes I have no idea what this is. Well, a teacher in school took it away from one of their students because they thought it was a sex toy and they accused the kids of it being a sex toy. So we talked about that for a while because that was weird. Sure, 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 sure. I get I get that. I mean, I've never gotten anything taken away from me because I was a good kid and I followed the rules. Rianne 414 in the chat says that toy taught me how to give hand jobs, which is, you know, <laughs> helpful. Very I was going to say something inappropriate that was rude to sex workers, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> OK, well. That's what I did. That was new. Shout out that's to those guys. That's how insensitive jokes work, right? You're in the clear yeah. as long as you say, as long oh, as, I shouldn't say this insensitive joke. As long as you don't say the joke, but you acknowledge that you were going to say the joke and then you grow as a person. Very mm. self-referential. Just Self-actualization. Like, just like Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham's inside. Just Bo, Nick, like Bo Burnham in his song. Hold on. In his song. All of them. All of them. Just in all his of song. Them. Problematic. <laughs> that looks like a workout video. Hold me accountable. I got four. I got four pages of notes, Marcus. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready to go. Four pages. Have you tried anything new? Look at these beautiful notes. Look at these four pages, Marcus. Besides watching Bo Burnham's Inside, I uh, yesterday I actually I went to Disney Trivia Night. Wow. Mm -hmm. At the Bell House here in brooklyn shout out to them one time guys if you want me to come back sponsor the episode <laughs> guys get it get into the bell house's twitter and tell them now try this cast uh the try bell them house? out and they need a the bell house like a ding ding bell ding, house. ding ding oh ding, that's ding, a like ding, popular ding, place ding, ding. they yeah, do podcast stuff there yeah, do, yeah maybe we'll go there someday but i did disney trivia and i thought Listen, I'm I'm okay at Disney. I'm pretty good at trivia. Hell yeah. There was there was a couple teams there that were full on had their mouse ears and one of the teams missed one question all night long. That's crazy. 
Disney is one of those things that people are absolutely insane about. And there's no way that you will ever beat them in in knowledge or trivia. There may be 20 teams there. We were maybe like fifth from last. And we got 48 out of 60 questions right. Like, that's pretty good. Like, we did pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 48 out of 50? 60. 60. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Disney is one of those amazing things where I feel like people have such love and such fondness, but it's an evil capitalist corporation. Yeah, is, is I mean, honestly, maybe you'll know some all. of these questions. Do you want to hear a couple of the questions? Yeah, hit me up. What is the name of the raccoon that steals John Smith's biscuits? Raccoon. But with like no, five uh, A's is what it's called. No, it's Miko. Oh, I knew that. There was there was also a great part where there was a guest there and he sang 10 snippets of songs. And we had to guess the song title and the movie it was from. And he actually crushed it it was really fun what a new york city thing to do yeah it was it was really good there's an and actor one of the thi- in every corner ready to sing a song there, there sure are one of them we we looked at disney princess's feet and we had to guess who they belong to oh yeah can you name the seven dwarves marcus sleepy uh, grumpy bashful uh horny the one that is just there for um the rest of them to have sex with sex doll might be his name sure Um, and there's the one that's on the spectrum and they call him dopey dopey Uh, very inappropriate why are you saying he's on the is he on the spectrum he's just maybe i'm just saying there's something's something is something's up and they just call him dopey and call it a day this seems inappropriate that's all i'm saying i can't name them yeah did you get Uh, i think you just missed yeah yeah yeah. it's uh doc happy grumpy sleepy sneezy grumpy and bashful ah the seven deadly sins i got it yes 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 <laughs> right, there's a whole, so a whole bunch of questions like that we did we did okay but marcus okay, cool. yes that's enough about our lives because mm-hmm. that's not what people hear about people don't give no. a shit about people nick and marcus people don't care about burnham yes they came here for a uh, a journalistic approach and dissection of netflix's newest comedy special inside by bo burnham marcus what the fuck is Bo Burnham's inside? Hold on, I'm gonna put on glasses so I can seem more intelligent. Also, do you have fake glasses? Oh, you have tinted. Oh. <laughs> I am yes, now twenty yes, percent yes. more intelligent and thirty percent less able to see. Bo Burnham's inside is a comedy special. I say with air quotes that was on Netflix and aired in 2021 towards the end of the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. It was recorded. In, I can read here. I'll read some of the Wikipedia sure. recorded in his home during COVID-19 pandemic without a crew or audience. It was released on Netflix on May 30th, 2021. It features a variety of songs and sketches about his day to day life indoors. He depicts his deteriorating mental health and explores themes of performativity and his relationship to his audience. Other songs are about Internet activities, including calling one's mother on FaceTime, taking photos for Instagram and video game streaming. Marcus, that was a <laughs> g- great reading of Wikipedia. Hold and on, there's more. Smarter you're there's more. There's You're more. There's more. Hold okay. on. It follows his previous special, Make Happy, in 2016, a recording of a stand-up tour. Okay, I'm done. That was... Marcus, what is your relationship with Bo Burnham? Nick, I love Bo Burnham. Special. I wanted mm. to... I, I thought about giving this to you, but I didn't because i was were concerned about talking about my mental health and the it's it's fragile state on twitch for too long and what it means to me that this special came out so i decided not to give it to you but patreon said no 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 marcus 
I am the capitalist monster. And if I give you money, you must perform, you silly monkey. And so we are doing it now because you guys wanted it. And I love Bo Burnham. I feel like he is in touch with the world in a way that takes a lot of intelligence and talent and uh, empathy and sympathy uh, for someone. So we'll get into it more later. But Nick, was your first Bo Burnham experience words, words, words? My first Bo Burnham experience was his YouTube videos. Ah, see, I did not know about him until his comedy special. Oh, really? His comedy Central special words, words, words. Mm-hmm. I did oh. not see any of his YouTube videos. I was not lurker of the internet. If I remember, he had on. a Captain Crunch song or something like that when he was a kid. And I like I watched that one a lot. I mean, it was something mm. to do with the cereal companies all have in a meeting or something. It's so long ago. I don't remember. But I listened to that song a lot because I was really into comedy songs. And I've always been into comedy songs. Love Bo Burnham. Love Stephen Lynch. Just I love all the comedy songs that are on TikTok right now, even though they're only a minute long. But still, it's a fun platform for it. Yeah, totally. I, honestly, I don't know if I really experienced comedy songs in this way until Bo Burnham. But Ah. So I remember I remember seeing this in college and I remember early on in our friendship, we connected because we both had seen it and we like, hell it. yeah, 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 yeah. It was one of the early foundations of our friendship. So honestly, yeah. it's kind of cool to come here full circle here. You didn't you didn't grow up on Weird Al Yankovic and those guys? No, you didn't have any of that. I liked Weird Al Yankovic a lot. Oh, you gifted a sub to one viewer. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We here at Not Try This Cast is generous. We just gifted a sub to one of our watchers here on Twitch. Now, guys, if you want to become follow us and subscribe on Twitch, you can. And if you have Amazon Prime, hook up your account. You got to do it every month, but it's free and it helps out the pod. So, guys, go ahead as you're watching right now. Connect your Amazon. Subscribe to the channel. It helps us out greatly. Okay, but Marcus. I was going to say that I oh, talked to please. No, I was going to continue my point. But I, I love Weird Al Yankovic a lot. And he's inspired generations of musical comedy and Ninja Sex Party and all. And just everything musical comedy I'm a here for and I fucking love. Then there's this special. <laughs> this special is I'm not going to call it a comedy special. I'm not going to acknowledge it as a comedy special because Sure, it is a comedy special, but it is more apt to, to call it a one-man show because that's yeah. what this fucking shit is. It's a yes. glorious one-man show that I spent a lot of it on the verge of tears, wanting to cry, but also anytime my emotions rose to a peak, there was com- comedic relief and it made me happy. And I, I never cried fully during the special. Mm. But I was close the whole time. Little context for this special. Bo Burnham has made many specials, some exclusively on Netflix. But about five years ago, he stopped performing. He stopped performing live. And he said during his last special, he was having panic attacks on stage and it wasn't healthy. And he stopped. Stopped doing stand-up. He stopped doing live shows. He went and wrote and directed Eighth Grade. He starred in Promising Young Woman. He did other things. But he said he needed to focus on his mental health. And then during this pandemic, when everyone was um, locked up he was also locked up and he made the special this special says he took over a year to make and he made it completely by himself he wrote it directed it he probably ordered all this stuff off of amazon got a sent to that little house in the back of his big <laughs> house and he stayed there and he did 
all of this from scratch. And he talks, he no talks about it in the beginning of the episode that he was like, oh, yes, I decided, you know what? I got help. I decided to get therapy and work on myself. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic happened and I was stuck inside having to create this special. Which is which... so relatable because I feel like I feel like most people with mental health issues are on a constant pendulum, right? We're always on the verge one way or on the verge the other. It always feels like, at least this is how I always feel. I always feel like I'm either on the, the brink of everything falling apart or I'm on the cusp of good things, right? It never feels completely good. It never feels, uh, you're, ne you're never cured of your mental issues. So it always feels kind of like you're on the precipice. So that feeling of being on the precipice and then the pandemic happening, it, it, it happened for so many people. I mean, yeah. you know, when you're when you're working through stuff, it's a, it's constant work. It's constant struggle. And it's always constant of this next one after this. After this, next week, next month, next year, next year is going to be my near. Yeah, next year I'm going to focus on this. Next year, so I can't imagine how many people, because myself is included in that. Mm -hmm. In towards 2020, we were sitting there, and it was like, okay, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be what's happening, <laughs> and then the world shuts down. And the world shut down. But I feel like, like Bo Burnham, in a way that it is relatable that it, we all got stuck inside, and we had to figure out what we're going to do and and course correct our entire existence. Yeah, um, a lot of people made the most of it too and i feel like bo burnham is one of those people that definitely had had the opportunity to sit down and really unfortunately or or fortunately for us sit and reflect and look at himself and figure out who he was as a person and, and what everything means to him and what's going on in the world right it's so interesting yeah because what you just said i think is super true i don't know if it's most people i don't know like the statistics but i do know that when you do look at the statistics of people who faced unemployment during mm -hmm. the pandemic and now a lot of markets are having trouble bringing people back to work yeah. and the right wing would have you believe that people are lazy and just want to collect checks but when you look at the statistics there are states that took away the extra unemployment and their problems didn't get better that's no. because with a year, all these people, for the first time in their lives, most of them got the chance to reflect, right? Yeah. We got a chance to reflect on who we were, what was important, how we wanted to spend our time. Yeah. And Bo Burnham is the same way, and he decided to spend his time making us laugh. And you also, I feel like, you know, I, we could talk about ourselves for a quick second during the pandemic. You could talk about me, please. You could talk about you. <laughs> But oh, I was going to say, you lost weight, man. You like, you put yourself, you put an effort, you quit your job, you changed your life. Your job was putting you in, in harm's way. And, and you, you, you made a change. And, yeah. and that was incredibly hard to do because Bo Burnham talks about it in this special that waking up and deciding to put on your shoes and get dressed during the pandemic was a hard thing to fucking do. Yeah. I, I really did that depression. I related to that so much. I lost 80 pounds over the pandemic. I completely changed my lifestyle and my life. Learned how to cook, mm -hmm. quit my job, realized that I need to perform right now. And here, first time saying it on the podcast, I just had an audition and I landed it. Your boy's going to be performing off Broadway improv. I'm going to be doing comedy Fuck. off yeah. Broadway. It's so like if, if the pandemic didn't, thank you. If the pandemic didn't happen, if I didn't have this time to reflect on what was going on, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be healthy. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be performing again. I wouldn't be doing those things. So you're you're completely right. And and it's funny that you said the pants thing because one of the ways that I kept my mental acuity during the pandemic was I gave myself small victories. Every day during the pandemic, 
I was one of the few people. I put on jeans and or pants every single day. Yeah. I didn't walk around in shorts. I did not walk around in sweats. I was like, I need to wake up. I need to shower. I need to put on pants and start my day. Hell and yeah. I took it as a chance to yeah. like just completely change everything. What about you? How how was your how was how was how were you doing before, during, and after? Now you don't have to get into depth about what your mental illnesses are or how it affected you, oh. but you can. But I do want to know like how you were before, during, and after. Sure. Uh, before I, we get into what the special is, because that's what the special is, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. The special is yeah. talking about these things and reflecting uh, yourself and reflecting on your own mental health, and it's about oh, reflecting, yeah, specific specifically but also the ways in which he is a relatable person and so as someone who has dealt with mental health issues my whole life i the pandemic wasn't that bad for me like i yeah. feel incredibly lucky i really had more freedom than i've ever had because i feel like i've i'm stuck in this corporate chain and i'm having to to go to work and do this and spend so much time and energy on projects that i honestly don't give two shits about and when I was working from home, I got to relax and I got to spend time with my girlfriend who I was happy to be spending time with and watch TV while I'm working and, and cook more. And I would go on runs on my lunch break because I, I'm at home and I can change quickly and shower. And yeah. I trained for a marathon and ran that marathon and did really well. And I, I just so many things. Yeah, but I just, to, just to put you on blast about it. Sure. Like I was in a bad place and the 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 pandemic let me go into a good place. You were in a good place when the pandemic started because the work you had done the two or three years before that. Marcus, you also lost an incredible amount of weight. You sure. changed your life. You added at least two decades to your life. You <laughs> have done true. seriously. You have done that. You went to therapy. Mm -hmm. You started working on your issues. You self-reflected and said, I'm not happy and I would like to be. And you started to do the work. And that's what the special is about, right? Like that's that what the exactly pandemic what about. like was able to turn the face. And, it, and for people like you who are doing the work, you should be so fucking proud because Marcus, how could you have, could you have handled the pandemic five years ago? Oh no, I would have killed myself hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not laughing because I know you're serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am serious. Yeah, and that's because of the work you fucking did. Yeah, it is true. It is true. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. But that's the thing, too, because I feel like the pa the pandemic was so hard on everyone, but in such a way that is relatable and it varied so greatly. But it's this shared trauma that we all have now because we've all so had to kind of deal with a major life change. It has now defined us. 100%. And, I, and I think that shared experience that we all have is what makes this comedy special so good, right? Because it's this it's this thing that people are having a hard time talking about and discussing. Comedians uh, aren't all joking about it in a way that is entertaining right now. People want to ignore it. People want to forget about it. People don't know how to handle it. Most people can't figure it out. They can't, they're can't, trying, but they can't figure it out. Most people can't figure out how to navigate a conversation regarding COVID and, and, and yeah. quarantine and all that stuff, especially since there's so much like political shit around it, too. I feel like the only person I've seen even do it remotely well is Chappelle did it a little bit when he was mm -hmm. like, like he had that whole diatribe for five minutes where he wasn't even fucking trying to be funny. And he wasn't really funny. He was just talking about. It. Did you see that? I he was like, that, at no. a, he was at a live comedy show and it was a comedy show. And he was just like, look. I'm just going to talk for like a couple minutes. And he talked about what was going on. And it was just like super like it was like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would totally put Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is one of the best comedians ever. Maybe the best that's currently alive. I'm not saying Bo Burnham and him are the same. But yeah. I am saying they both have that thing of 
self-actualization about their comedy, right? Like they know what it means. They know their purpose in it. And they know like Bo Burnham, he made the special because he needed it and he needed to share it. And like that's what art is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just I don't know. It's just super interesting. So no, I agree 100 percent because yeah. it's this performance is artistic, right? In order to yeah. be a c- good comedian, you need to be able to empathize and understand what your audience is going through and 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 tap into that right that's what makes Bo Burnham a good creator because he's able to see himself talk about himself and then also create a a connection with the audience and so Mm -hmm. by doing that that I mean that's why he is great at at comedy and that's also why he's just a great con a creator in general remember the movie eighth grade we talked about that in another episode right yeah it it was so cringy it's so many moments and it just made you feel for the characters because Bo Burnham is someone who understands the human condition and what it means Mm -hmm. to be a person in society today yeah so there's so much to talk about we could talk about just the existentialness of this all Mm -hmm. night but there's so many specifics that i feel like we need to get to because they're so interesting that we definitely need to get into it so the whole the whole thing is almost a commentary on his last special right the one where Mm -hmm. he was having panic attacks of make happy because the opening of this special and i'm sure you noticed it's that same room it's that same yes i kind of have a feeling it's like his house behind his house like it's like his little studio studio for his kind of yeah yeah i think it's a studio probably goes there that's what it seems like by like context clues because he doesn't rent out just the studio he has no yeah he makes too many jokes about giving away his money to not have money i know i was wondering what the space was because i i was curious if he filmed it by himself and did everything by himself then what is this house it's not his house that he lives in. i think it i think it is i feel like it's his house behind his house like it's Mm -hmm. his guest house or something you know, okay. but anyway, he starts off with his intro song and he starts. I honestly, this the, the first song right away, the intro song, it like sets you up for exactly what this thing's going to be, because the first it's content is the name of the song. And he yep. does that great thing where he's just like sitting there in a chair where you see all the lights and everything. So it establishes you are going to see the backbone of this. You are going to see the <laughs> you are going <laughs> to see how he is making this. Right. And it sets Mm -hmm. it up right away. And he has this weird thing on his head. And you're like, what is this? And then the fucking disco ball thing. And I'm like, yes, Bo, you already showed me like you're more of a genius than I would ever be. And this just started like, you know, it's scary how much of a genius Bo Burnham is. And I, I, I I am alarmed by it that someone can be so self-aware and so talented in so many different ways. I mean, if you look at this, this piece of work, it's cinematography is incredible and the way that he uses lighting design and the way that he uses certain shots and angles he's he's pulling from like crafts that require years and years of 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 study and work and and mastering all of them or at least presenting them in a way that they are are like masterfully shot and done and it's it's awesome you know it's great to see such great lighting design uh editings just every single piece of this is done with such craft i can't believe he he did that he he you could tell he's studied and he like like he like he didn't nail that disco ball thing on the first try right like he thought of that or he had an idea and he you know it's funny because 
I, I feel like you're the same where you always have these like funny ideas about things to do and you're like, yeah. I'll try that sometime and you can't, but you don't have time, right? No, well, he, had the time. he had the time to figure out like how a lighting cube worked and how to, to listen to himself and how to like, but, but you're right. The lighting design specifically, especially you who have come from a lighting design background, mm-hmm. like you have designed lights for shows, you know, yeah. like you get it more than the layman. Uh, and I, I, I kind of appreciate it. But like the things going on lighting wise, yeah. again, we could talk for days it's, because it's crazy. he sets up it's, motifs, it's talent. Reoccur- reoccurring jokes. He sets uh-huh. up like so many things just with the lights. Just Every the part lights. of it is well, so fucking well thought out, right? There, I was rewatching it and the, Darren pointed out that on the AC, the only time it's on during the whole show is during one scene and it's on 69 degrees, like just as an extra little joke. Right. It's just so, so many oh. things are just so thought out. And I noticed yeah. that for in the beginning of, of the special, there's a split second where you see the, his Twitch, the Twitch, his Twitch yeah, guy. It's, it's in it's the that, first like five it's minutes when of it. One- this is when there's a now we're in 13 minutes and 41 seconds left in the special. I wrote it down. I saw. Oh, no. In the beginning, it happened in the first five minutes of the oh, special. In the beginning? Yeah. Oh, shit. It happened again at 131. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. No, it happens early on in the special in, in like one of the first few moments. It's like on for a single frame. And it's like what? That's another thing to analyze and dig deep into. Like, what is he trying to say by that? Why is he saying that these are the moments that are controlled by this other character that he's created? Yeah. It's so deep. It's just so deep for so many reasons. Every fucking part of it is, is just it's just so fucking good. And it makes yeah. me angry because this but is going to exist same- forever in my brain as one of the greatest pieces of fucking content ever made. Speaking of content, at the same time of doing all of those things and ex- having an existential crisis, having like mental acuity and gymnastics, it's also got like silly songs right yeah his first song his first real song comedy is like a meta commentary of whether he should even be doing comedy right now is comedy over with uh, can you leave the world better he literally says like should i be joking at a time like this right because that's a oh my god fucking guy fucking genius bo burnham motherfucking piece of shit hate that guy love him he's beautiful and, and talented but like this is exactly the thing I'm talking about. He is saying thoughts that we've all fucking had, which seems like something every comedian should be able to do, but they fucking don't. How many times am I watching a comedy special? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't give a shit about that. But he's captured. So I was at my mother-in-law's house. What's and the deal with peanuts? Like, fuck no. Fuck you, man. That's not comedy anymore. This is fucking yep. comedy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- they make a good point. They're making good points in the chat that this is it perfectly captures 2020 in a way that I don't think anything else will. I, I, I agree with you. I totally I think agree with you. They're going to study this in school, in classes, and they're going to talk about this for years. And and it's self-aware. I think that's the I think that's the self-awareness is Bo Burnham's bit, right? Like that's always been his bit. He's like yeah. he literally during one of his specials is like, hey, so I appreciate this. And this is crazy that I get to do this. All right. I'm going to go back into my persona. <clears throat> uh, uh, OK. Uh. Yeah. He's he like he's like in on the joke. Like, you know, he but I was I was going to say. Oh, no, go ahead. Do you No, go ahead. I was going to say there's. It, it's it's something that I feel like I can relate to a lot. And I don't know if you're the same way, but when mm. you are at just 
your ATL, which doesn't stand for Atlanta, is the joke that he makes. But when you are all at, time low at all time low mentally and your mental health is 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 just frayed and 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 fragile and and it feels like you're gonna go crazy because you just don't know what's gonna happen next and you feel like killing yourself and you just fucking I don't know you've had it with the world. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that's when I'm my most creative and when I'm my funniest and when I'm at my best. You know. And I feel like yeah. I see that in this. I see that he's genuinely going through it, but then it's also that like pain and that and that this suffering and anguish that pushes him to be better. Yeah. It, well, it's interesting, right? Because that could not be the case, right? Mm -hmm. Like he could have made this when he was at his sharpest and best. That's the thing. That's the thing about this that I kind of wish there was more dialogue about because uh, you know he is he's not he hasn't really talked about it too much, right? No. Like he this special could one hundred percent be. We saw all of it. We saw him making the things. But Bo Burnham's a genius. He could have spent six months writing out a script for every single beat in this thing before he even filmed a goddamn thing. Every BTS moment, mm -hmm. every accidental camera fall, yeah. that could 100% be 100% on purpose. Or it could 100% us be seeing his anguish at the moment. Like halfway through the film, he turns 30. He is sitting there in the middle of the room with an alarm clock, counting down the last two minutes of his 29th year. Mm -hmm. Marcus, is that his 29th year? I, did he film that I don't think so. Later? Or, I, did it, is there, or is it real? Did he really film it? I don't know. That's it, the thing, but though. That, he I agree. would do that. He would he do would. that. And I don't, judging, uh, but, uh, looking at everything else and yeah. and analyzing it, he is so careful with what he chooses to show and how he chooses to show it that I do think everything is planned to a T. And that's how people with really bad anxiety work. I yeah. need things planned out. I need to kind of have set times for things because yeah. it stresses me out when I don't have some kind of structure and know how everything's going to go beforehand. So I yeah. imagine that he's similar in that way. Sure. But also at the same time, there's a moment, maybe two quarters of the way through where he's talking about... He's talking about whether or not he's going to finish it. And he is in front of the clouds with his hoodie up. And he's like trying to get out the words. And it takes him a couple times. Mm -hmm. Did he read? Is that real? Or there's a time during one of the songs where, which I really related to, where he started the song and he messed up really early on. And he said, fuck. Okay. And he just started again. Marcus, that's how I do my takes at home. I do that all the time. Uh -huh. I'm like really hard on myself. And I'm sitting there like, all right, Honda Civics are cut. Fuck. All right, Honda Civics are coming your way next. <laughs> fuck. Honda Civics are coming. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Did he plan that, or is that real? I we'll never know. But it's also know. not the important. But part, also, right? it doesn't matter. Yeah, it yeah. also doesn't matter because if it was planned, that makes more sense than if it wasn't planned. Because he's a comedy genius, he could have decided to leave things in. Right? Like in the end, he's the one editing it. He's the one figuring it out. So yeah. he chose. He still made an artistic choice to leave yeah. that stuff in and show us whatever he decides to show us. Oh, but also Dash 9442 just said a beat that I think uh, actually emphasizes the fact that this is kind of organic where him being freshly shaved saying, oh, this is the last song. It's not done yet. And then immediately cut him to singing that same song, Fully Bearded. Mm -hmm. I think he really might have filmed that might have been footage of him filming the final song near the beginning because that's how writers yeah. think they right at the end. And that just happened to be 
his like because if you look at that thing it's so i mean he could have done some purpose but it looks so simple compared to everything yeah. else lighting wise yeah he really that really could have been a first first rough cut take and then he turned it into art by dubbing over it with him fully bearded at the end of this whole experience and you see the juxtaposition i some of it i think it's i think it's probably 50 50 i think that was real i think some of it was real i, I would say it it's perfect. like 90 10 maybe i i do think he just seems so careful with everything that everything yeah. seems planned. But I think you're right about that point. I think that like that part and parts like that, maybe he had certain things planned in the end, didn't have the whole thing planned, but finished yeah, it up yeah. and put it together in a way that was like perfect. Yeah. You know, like in, uh, in the beginning when he's sitting in, talking in the, at uh, himself in the mirror and he's like, oh, this is my room. This is where I'm filming it. And I'm then about he cuts to him, embark on this endeavor. And he like cuts himself off. That could have been, I don't, I get what you're saying, where that could have been planned and that could have also not been planned. Yeah. Oh, so I, I would, I hate to do, we will talk more about the special in and of itself, but I would hate to do a disservice to some of these really funny songs. Uh -huh. So the first, like, I think like real, like funny songs. And it's weird because the comedy special is super, super didactic in its ability to be super self-referential and meta, mm -hmm. but then kind of Bo Burnham will still go into his normal comedy songs. Like his first a song that could be anywhere he could have just released it as a music video or been in a yeah. special is facetime with my mom yes it yes. totally has to do with the pandemic and this inside but that also could totally stand on its own and it was honestly again a genius song as soon as the song started the aspect ratio changed to a yes. facetime screen on a phone yeah and he sang a song about facetiming with his mom and it's so fucking relatable like you said like how mm -hmm. is he saying the thing they were all thinking you yeah. know, Marcus, yeah. how many times did you call your mom during the pandemic? hundred percent called her like twice during the year and a half pandemic. She's she was doing great both times. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I also didn't talk to my mom that much. It was I was I was too anxious about it. No, you know? it, it was but, hard. I feel like my family also doesn't talk a lot, but we did hang out. We did see each other. We, we, you know, I, I got proper mom time during the pandemic but yeah. it is it is another relatable song. It's something that we all have had to go through the million Zoom calls. He didn't talk about, yeah. I also will appreciate this, that he didn't overstep his bounds. As comedians, I feel like people tend to talk about things that they know are in the zeitgeist and know are popular, but can't relate to, right? Like if you try to tell me that a millionaire fucking comedian is gonna talk about like what it's like to go to the office every day, you, it's disingenuous. I, I You're yeah. fucking lying to me. You, you don't but have that experience. Right. So but does for the millionaire Burnham, FaceTime his mom? Yeah. So exactly. So for Bo Burnham to come out with this a, a song about how terrible Zoom meetings are doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense to me. But for him to talk about a, uh, FaceTiming his mom. Great. Cool. That's relatable. We've totally. all done that. And it's, it gets it hits the same point without seeming disingenuous yeah and at the same time i don't think he's going off of his points of being self-referential and meta because he's literally the lyrics of the song are wasting time facetiming with my mom mm -hmm. and i remember sitting there during the pandemic needing to waste time needing to not watch another tv show again needing to not do the same thing again needing to call someone just to fill the time there was so much time we had more time than we ever knew what to do with so like it's true wasting time facing facetiming somebody so many more people facetime and zoom people than ever before yeah right? like zoom wasn't a thing before the pandemic right it was yeah. some random office thing that nobody knew about and now it's everywhere now it's everywhere everyone uses because it because everyone still. used it because they needed to waste time hell yeah facetiming but yeah i like the song it's relatable it was great 
he fucks with the aspect ratio a few times. Mm -hmm. I also like the way he zooms in, like anxious moments. He uses the camera to really like get in close. It's movie. It's it's cinematic. It shouldn't be that cinematic because it's so because he's juxtaposing it with his messy place where he literally you can tell he just turned the camera on. And then it switches to the cinematic moment that he had to completely set. Like, I appreciated that moment in the BTS near the beginning where he's, like, taking a tape measure and, like, measuring. Because, Marcus, I don't know if you know this, but when I'm sitting here, I need to get something to control my, 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 <laughs> my focus. Because I can't reach it because my camera's over there. Oh. Like, that's, I, like, that's a real, like, Marcus, the camera's over there. How do you focus it? That's fair. Yeah, you need to measure it and like uh-huh. work it out. That's real, you know. It is real. So the fact that any of this looks cinematic at all is wild. And it's amazing in and of itself. I mean, that beautiful shot that he has of him laying down with all the audio equipment surrounding him, and he's just like laying in a blanket talking into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah. How okay. painstaking was he with every single wire in that shot? He probably was. That's why I know. And then uh, <laughs> after, go ahead. We get how the world works. The next song, how the world works. The great, he had an awesome look at again lighting, where he used red and orange to make it seem Sesame Streety and childlike. Mm-hmm. He wears a, like a striped shirt, like Bert and Ernie, and he totally has a Sesame Street moment. Yes, yeah. and he also, I feel like he used a lot of like. I could be remembering wrong, but I feel like there was a good amount of under lighting, which usually because there's no natural light that comes from the ground is usually used in lighting design to emphasize something dark or something supernatural or whatever or ominous, which he totally did is appropriate for the song. Totally. And he sings a Sesame Streety song about how the world works straight to camera. And then he has a great moment with a sock puppet. Yes fucking it's a hilarious song a comment on the world it's uh you gotta remember during the pandemic we also had you know huge black lives matter movement protests and and yeah. it's something that he is commenting on right he comments on it on it in this song and also in the uh comedy song where he's like what is my place in the world what is my responsibility i i've yeah. had that question you see yeah. the evils of the world you understand the truths of the world he's not saying that it's something that only he knows and he has the answer to it. he's only the only one woke enough in the world to realize what's going on he sees the yeah. injustices but also what the fuck are you supposed to do about it yeah he t- he toasts that line really well of mm-hmm. being woke and calling out the wokeness right yeah. like wokeness in and of itself is a little hypocritical Right. Like when you are woke to a certain degree, you are alienating people and that makes you not woke, <laughs> you know, like the in and of itself. That, yeah, that is a thing that happens, you know, um, Dep- so he's like, I, I'm going to say depending on the situation, situation by situation. Yeah, mm, I, I almost I, I almost always disagree because, yes, you should you should respect people and you should look at the world a certain way. But when you make that the dogma of the world, not everybody's there yet. And that's what creates such divides that cause such divisiveness, divisiveness. in. I think that there are. Sure. I understand what you're saying, but there are degrees, just like with everything else. I disagree. I think I think I think saying I think. Let's see. You think all you think all wokeness is bad. You think thinking that people deserve rights is bad no 
No, I don't <laughs> like, think the thinking of I don't think the, the thinking of people needing rights is bad. I think the shouting it in someone's face is bad. I uh, so you're you're saying that the the approach, but that's what I'm saying. Not everyone's approach is shouting it into people's faces. Well, then that's not like what woke means, right? Woke is like shouting it from the hilltops. It, that's what you were saying woke means. I, I think it is what it means. I don't think it is. I'm going to disagree. We're going to disagree on this and move on. Like Google woke and talk to you about it later. I don't think that. Okay. Woke mean. You're Googling woke? It's the, it's the past tense of wake. We figure this out. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I think, I mean, I feel like if you're on the, I don't know, it depends on your political stance. I feel like certain people can see wokeness as, as a problem. And I think that it can be a problem if it goes too far to the point where you are no longer listening and understanding and trying to empathize with the other side but i don't think it's inherently bad i think the problem and this is the last thing i'll say about it i think the problem is in and of itself in a vacuum wokeness has no problem it's about like the definition is literally alert to injustice in society especially racism that's great we should totally do those things 100 yes. percent nothing about however yelling. it's alert to injustice no you are so aware it of it it doesn't it means that's the woke part that is the wake i am awake to the world my eyes are open there is no yelling about it but it is weaponized so 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 much by so many people and you and people use saying they're woke and saying these things out loud as if that is like like when Nancy Pelosi wear kente cloths outside of the Capitol building, right? She's being woke. She is signaling to woke culture. She is virtue signaling. She is saying, sure. I am woke. I understand there are problems and injustices in the but, world. But virtue signaling is different than just the word woke. People are using companies virtue signal all the time. Politicians virtue signal all the time. Fucking Pride yeah. Month. We just went through a whole fucking month of virtue signaling. And, and yeah. people are aware of it. People understand. But that doesn't no, people mean. People don't. That's what I'm saying. Not everybody does. I, sure. But people people see it. I mean, right now I'm seeing a bunch of memes since it's July 1st of people being like the, the rainbow slowly fading away. And it's like corporations now that Pride Month is over. You know, like I, I that mean, meme is kind of everywhere now. People acknowledge that virtue signaling happens and that things are just flawed inherently and people are going to abuse systems. But that doesn't mean that being aware of the fallacies of the world around us is bad. I think that there's an issue with that, the term woke and it's been tainted by certain groups of people. Sure. But, but, but I think that's the problem. I think the problem is people think being alert to it is the end of the conversation like yeah i know there's racism that's it yeah but you're but now you're saying okay but i feel like that's okay we don't have to talk about it <laughs> we can't <laughs> no i was gonna we say can. that's a, that's the opposite of what you're saying because you're saying pe people aren't doing anything about it people are alert to it and then not taking action but then you're also saying on the opposite side that people are yelling too much about rights and and being woke and stuff so it's like which yeah, instead one of it? doing stuff well doing stuff like actively doing stuff but that's the that's the hard part about knowing and this song oh, also back, bring it back to bo burnham and yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the hard part about knowing what is wrong with the world and not knowing what to do people don't know what actions to take i sat here during black lives matter protests during everything that was going on not knowing what the fuck my responsibility was what my part in it is right as as someone who supports these views but doesn't know what the fuck i should be doing i don't have money to be donating all the time to to these organizations i don't have 
I can show up, but like, what else am I supposed to do? I vote like it, it's it's hard. And this song, you know, brings that point to light that it's hard to know that there's so many issues going on in the world and you are a victim of it. And you it's also at the same time your responsibility to somehow do something about it, even though the systems are designed to fuck us over. Yep. It sucks. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. I think that's the problem, right? Like people are confused. People don't know what to do. You know, it's not. And 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 you're right. I I understand in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with being alert. That's great. Everyone should be alert. But people take that phrase of everyone needs to be alert and paints it, and they use it for villainy, and they use it to the the entire Democratic. The reason I, I the reason I think I feel so strongly about it is the entire Democratic Party is based on wokeness. It's based on we support these things. We support the middle class. We support gay people. We support black people. We support Hispanics. And then they don't do anything about those things. They still work for the oh, corporations. Yeah, no, they still 100%. Work for corporate I agree. Both both sides yeah. are virtue signaling in different ways. One virtue signals yeah. about like America and that thing. And the other side virtue signals about wokeness. I think you're right yeah. on that front. I think politicians. Yeah. I think it, I think it just hurts me more because evil. the one is saying it. I think it just hurts me more because the one side is saying they side with me and then they don't do anything for me. <laughs> you know what I'm I, saying? I get that 100. Yeah, you're more sensitive to that uh, side. You're like the other side. Yeah. I know is racist and doesn't give a shit about me. That's yeah. Fine. I never talk. I have I have no nothing to say about the, the, <laughs> the, the far right. I'm there's nothing to say. Yeah, I walk yeah. into the room and they shoot me. <laughs> That's not. There's nothing to say. But just talking about virtue signaling, it actually segues great to the, his next bit because his next bit was being a brand invest ambassador, right? He was pretending to be uh -huh. the guy that bugles and Nike calls when they need to put like oh a pride God. slogan on their thing, and he like pretended it. to be like that guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hershey's calls me when they 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 need to they need to prove that they're woke. You know, yeah. he like did that whole bit, yeah, which is so. Which is so funny because how can – he does this so well, right? He makes us ask the question without giving us the answer. Most yes. people don't fucking do that. And he also brings these things to light like we were talking yeah. about earlier that we have so many things that we are worried about and that we see is obvious, right? Like people see the virtue signaling. Com corporations aren't fucking hiding it. Like yeah. you – everyone knows it's happening. It's just like what the yeah. fuck are you going to even do about it? Yeah, and then half the people, it works. Yeah. It's part of the you know? existential comedy that is Bo Burnham. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're – like you said, you don't know what you're supposed to do. I'm, I'm not supposed to shop at Amazon. I'm not supposed to eat at Chick-fil-A. I'm not supposed to buy Goya. Like, I like the list is so long. Like, I don't uh, know what I'm supposed Goya, to do Fucking Goya, man. Oh, that one hit hard. I was that one is just, hard. I'm going to be hard. honest. That but adobo, honestly – I still have adobo. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm not going to buy honestly, more. Marcus, that – it's it's run by people that are related to uh, like people in our family, and honestly, that's not like some of my family members. <laughs> same, same, one hundred percent. Yeah. How do how do you contend with that? It it is a difficult thing to contend with. But and then we then have after that we had a nice little respite. Uh huh. Because we had white woman Instagram. White woman's Instagram, man. Yes, that's oh, right. Take down beautiful. those white women. <laughs> beautiful. It was so honestly, perfect. And honestly, so my perfect. favorite thing to come out of this is how. A lot of people have been using the song on TikTok to show exactly and call themselves out for being those white women. 
It's pretty yeah. funny. Hell, I posted a, a picture or two that was like how he was describing it on my Instagram, if you look at uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're all yeah. white women, some, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Ooh, it's Marcus, relatable. what we should do this upcoming week is we should both try to take our whitest woman Instagram photo <laughs> and share it to the Now Try This Instagram. Guys, if you okay. want to see this, tweet at us at Now Try This Cast. We will okay. we, give we us your best that. white woman. But we just to talk about it uh, aspectually, like the aspect he changed to like a square because it's fucking mm-hmm. Instagram, fucking genius. Yeah. And he, the guy did not cut any corners no all those shots looked so professional yes. the the ones laying down he had the pumpkin he had the fucking mm-hmm. like the, the 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 rainbow cardboard thing he yeah. had or the 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 rain the black and white with the rainbow oh, across God. his face the, the hoodie was, with the fur oh the hoodie with the fur with the, so with the washed out and the blue uh-huh. eyes the cactus like that's Yes. Everything was great. It was but, it was exactly what it but is. But also aspect ratio, he went through the whole song making fun of white women and their, their Instagrams and, and basicness, but also yeah. changed the aspect ratio for a second to when it got real and she posted about her dead mom. And yeah. I feel like that was in his way. Yes, he's making fun of these people, but also realizing that they too are just people trying to exist in the world where you have to post something all of the time yeah. and be a part of the world, be a part of conversations constantly. Yeah. And that Total, in that 100%. way, he relates to these women. Yeah. Jeez. You know, <laughs> like, yes, nobody likes basic people, but at the, at our core, we all kind of want to be a little basic. A hundred percent. It'd be nice. Yeah. If I could just it would be nice. give up everything oh. I cared about and just like be the perfect capitalist pawn sure that sounds nice sometimes give it to me so after this great song we have this is just a quick stand-up bit where he's like can anyone shut the fuck up i love when bo burnham i was reading an article that was describing bo burnham at the beginning and it's like when he first got introduced to the stand-up comedy when he started doing comedy he had no idea what it was like being in front of a live audience right and mm-hmm. that how and they talked about how formative that was to who he was as a comedian and how it gave him a, like anxiety like he it gave it to him because he went from one space to a different one and it was just different but i i always love when he's like a little self-referential and he's like he tries to do the classic stand-up bits because yeah. that's almost him like paying homage but also him like tearing it down to like its base you know and he's done this bit forever. He did that bit in words, words, words. He's like, I'm just going to do a straight up regular stand up bit for a second here in my comedy yeah. special. And he was like, oh, my God, I've been married 16, <laughs> like, you know, uh, as a 19 year old kid. And it's just it's just a bit he always does. I really appreciate it. It's it's nice to see that. Oh, and you know what it reminds me of? I'm sure you've seen it. I Honestly, I watch it like every year or so. His episode when he's on the green room with like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. when he's talking to the other comedians Ray, Ra- Ray Romano yes. and yeah, fucking yeah. legends that pops up like all the time absolute fucking legends and every single one like who the fuck is this kid yeah and then he keeps like having the best jokes mm-hmm. like Mark Marin and Oliver went out they are trying to they're all comedians so they're a joke minute fucking yeah who's the guy that made a forty year old version fucking Judd Apatow's there yeah Judd fucking Apatow. yeah yeah yeah. And none of them can get as good of jokes as he is. And they're all, like, confused why. Uh-huh. And then the host asks him to do Art is Dead on the piano. And they're all like, fuck. And then the one comedian, who I forget his name, but he's, like, the oldest comedian. And he's, like, a Buddhist now. He's like, this kid's got it. This kid's yeah. figured it out. Like, he gets it. Because somebody asked him, like, what's the key to comedy? And he's like, well, Bo's the closest one. And he's, like, fucking sitting in front of legends. Ray Romano, yeah. Mark Marin. They're, like, you know, 
fucking yeah. the behemoths of the comedy world and Bo is the one that's getting like the attention. It's also interesting I, to have to deal like with it's also interesting for him to have to contend with his success while also realizing that he is criticizing and critiquing the the uh engine that is propelling his momentum into stardom. Yeah, totally. And then we uh, get this random sorry unpaid intern? Man. Yeah, we get this random fucking little mini song this black and white fucking love it blue song so good and i'm just, the first time it came up i'm just like this is because it because it, it was so self-referential and then it got into bo burnaby songs and then we just had white girl instagram yeah and then we got this and for a second i was like okay it's i i, I kind of i it, it kind of tricked me it tricked me into thinking for a uh-huh. second it was just going to be almost just like a collection of music videos that he yeah. made that was still going to be great just random songs that weren't connected anyway and then the fucking purple backlight happened, and he's reacting now to the Dude, video yeah. we just watched. I love the wah, 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 wah. That's my favorite <laughs> single noise. We still did ringtones as a society. I feel like I would make that my ringtone. Mm, I think you could. I don't Throw want back, to. Maybe. My ringtone, I, the only one I have now is the Silent Hill theme song, and that's it. And that's all I want. You're so funny. Uh, so talk to me about the reactions. So he starts off by reacting and critiquing his work and then reacts and critiques to that reaction. And it continues it for a while. And he keeps reacting and building upon the reacting every time one video ends. It seamlessly transitions into another video. I am, re- I am constantly impressed with the technical aspects of this one bit. It yeah. is so good. He live fed it to his computer on a delay or something. I don't know the fuck yeah. he did, but it, it's uh, it's seamless. And I love it because because there's always so many layers to comedy, and we've been talking about that mm-hmm. right a lot. And he, in just this one bit, explained the layers with each reaction. The first one is just the funny, stupid song, and then there's the layer of like actually, I'm talking about how you know we never make songs about the working class anymore. And then the next layer is like actually, this is me just being pretentious because I'm insecure. Yeah. And then the next one is like actually, now I'm confused about what we're even talking about. The next <laughs> one's like I hate this. I want this to stop. I hate everything about this. I hate yes. it. I hate. I hate everything. Yeah. And that's like yeah, that's comedy. That's also how brains work, right? Yes. Yes. And 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 it's a good example of how anxiety works. I was trying to explain this to Darren the other day, but I don't I don't think that this is something that everyone experiences. But have you ever do you have overlapping thoughts where you are thinking of like five things at the same exact time? And it is like it is overwhelming. Uh, No, I have pervasive thoughts. I have one mm. giant, giant, giant like bad thought like, that just like can't my anxiety, think away. Like our, we both have anxiety, but ours is different mm-hmm. because yours yeah. is like that. Mine is I get crippled by the one thing. You're crippled because you have 16 things. But this reminded me of that. I was like, there's yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot of noise in my brain and is all overlapping sometimes and I can't handle yeah. it. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice, nice to see something like that brain. represented. <laughs> on yeah. screen. It's funny because we get other things that say I'm talking about mental illness and I'm doing this. But like, yeah, they're, they're all, there's always a an air to it that's like something's missing or you don't get it yeah there's only there's only a quick story from me just because i want to hear myself talk a little more the <laughs> the the moment that the only other moment that this has ever happened to me besides the special is when i saw chris gethard's career suicide i was lucky enough mm. to see it live mm-hmm. he does have a special recorded everybody that suffers from depression or any other mental illness i would highly highly suggest to go check it out it is a great piece of work it's again a stand-up special but about his depression and uh mental illness and i went to see it with zach i went to see it with our ex-roommate zach mm-hmm. and i went to see that show because i had an extra ticket we went to see it and it was great 
and I related to it so much, and he and it got it was super funny, and it got really quiet some moments and scary about him being suicidal and his experience with drugs for the first time and coming off of those drugs and his experience with it, and not drugs like drugs, drugs isn't like trying to con- help with his mental illness prescriptions, like helping, yeah. like yeah. Uh, like antidepressants and stuff. And like the show was deeply impactful. I remember all of it, but the most impactful thing was when we left that show. Uh, and I feel like it's what you're describing here with this. You can see anxiety here mm-hmm. where we left that show and Zach turned to me after that show. And he's like, oh, you have you have depression. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I've said it to you guys. I, I, I yeah. know I do. He's like, no, but like, like, well, like what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, that's depression. <laughs> and he was like, I, it blew his mind because yeah. it was such a good encapsulation of what depression is yeah. and like what it means cuz depression doesn't mean sad it doesn't mean you're having a bad day just like anxiety doesn't mean you're overthinking it doesn't mm-hmm. mean like you don't like social situations and you're like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's not what it actually is like if you boil it down sure you can talk about anything like that you can say the fucking mess or a couple kids playing with sticks that's not what it is right yeah 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 but that's the only other time that i've ever experienced what you're talking about where in a yeah. thing it's like oh yes yes that yeah and yeah. i feel like if to continue the talks about suicide i feel like he brings it up a lot and in the exact same way that i did earlier where i laughed at it immediately <laughs> it's like it's just when you, when it's real like that it's it's every day all of the time to quote yeah. a later song it's something that is just with you constantly and you joke about it not because you're trying to minimize how serious it is but yes a little bit of that but mainly because you live with it every single day so it doesn't seem as big as in in grandiose as as it should be right like yeah. i i used to think about killing myself every single day i would wake up and make an active choice every single day to not kill myself and i was like okay i here's the reasons why i'm not going to do it today right like that's how i lived my life i didn't know that that wasn't normal I like I just didn't know and and I don't know why but it like I went to therapy and I told my therapist that like I was like oh yeah for the past like 20 years I've just every day I think about killing myself she was like that's not right like you shouldn't do that that's not normal what what causes these things what's like triggering them and I was like waking up I don't know (laughs) 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 having to live is triggering these thoughts and it took a lot of work to get through that and I'm in a much better place now but yeah it's it's when you live with these things that it's so it becomes so easy to joke about and, and in ways that I see here in this comedy special. Agreed. Then we get the first song about Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, God. It's such a fucking banger of a song for no reason. It should not be so good. All of these songs shouldn't be that good. I listen to comedy songs unironically like weird Al, like ninja sex party like steven lynch like these things they're usually I not like, great. oh i like plot of, i like fire the concords fire the concords they're usually not good songs they're funny and then you listen to them for a little while because they're funny and then the comedy of it dies these but songs they, are they just loop back around in a year or two yeah these songs are just fucking good like yeah. i i want to listen to jeffrey bezos all the time also, he is literally like a, a musician. He's, yeah. you know, you can tell he fucking gets it. He also, Jeffrey Bezos, the thing that he like, you did it, you won. That is my favorite fucking 
line of songs. What? <laughs> he just won capitalism. You did it, Jeffrey Bezos. We're Dar- Darren and I are constantly talking about how he could just solve every problem in the world. He could. There's there's tweets all the time saying he could be Batman. He could do anything, and he doesn't. He's just a piece of shit. You, you know what? You want to know something? Maybe you already know this, but you know, baby boy Bezos owns the Washington Post. Yes, I do know that. And did you know that when he got caught with the scandal about his girlfriend and the the, the messages? He had the Washington Post run a story about how he got hacked. Oh my god! By I don't remember Syrians or some shit like that. And like that was the story they ran instead of being like Bezos is like a dick. <laughs> Guys, Jeff Bezos about is how, a piece about of how, shit. How about entrepreneur Jeff Bezos got hacked by uh, foreign <laughs> Fuck agents? That guy. He's a yeah. piece of shit. And guys, remember to use the Amazon on Prime sub. To give us Jeffrey Bezos' money and support the podcast. Oh, God. You know what I really wish would happen? I really wish, I really wish, one of my leftist commenta- commentary, it's why I'm so, like, strong-willed about, like, everything I think about on the left, but one of them said the other day, is like, I just don't understand why I can't have a button on Amazon where I can pay a little more so my delivery guy doesn't have to pee in a bucket. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's a great point. I would add an extra dollar to every one of my orders to make sure that my delivery but, guy. But we have shouldn't to have out. to because that's the same problem with tipping waiters and waitresses. It's like we this, shouldn't this pay for people to for companies to get away with this shit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah you're totally right. You're totally right. They did a study on the because pr- you know how McDonald's is like we can't pay everybody fifteen dollars because it'll make the prices go up and everyone will be pissed about it. I think they did the math. Somebody did the math, and the Big Mac would go up forty cents to pay people. Too much money for me. <laughs> too too much money. Forty cents. Too much of money. My yeah. my hard earned cash. No 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 no. No, Bezos you. deserves that shit. Nope. I need my fucking Big Macs at a discount, baby. And then Marcus, get close to the camera. 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 Now it's time for a little sexy time, Bo Burnham. Sexy, sexy, sexting. Marcus, for this close to the camera, tell me about... Oh, sorry. Do, uh, yeah, this close to the camera, tell me about a sexting experience you had. And tell me in your like deepest, sultriest Ooh, voice. Yes, um, what, where's the... I don't remember any sexting experiences. No, no, no. You, you got this. You got this. Tell yeah, me. I'll make one tell up. Tell me about. Tell oh, me about. One time tell me. I was, yeah. I sent oh yeah, really boy. Sexy uh, dick pic oh, to yeah. someone and I accidentally Ooh. sent it to uh, yeah. your mom. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. liked it, and it's awkward mm-hmm. now every time I see her. Oh yeah. Uh, one time <laughs> yeah, I you? I sent I uh, sent my sent my uh, penis to somebody and. Uh, Actually, I would never do that without consent, so I haven't done that. But uh, so 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 I messaged a girl and said, "Hey, do I have your consent to send you a picture of this this D?" And they were like, "Yeah." And then and then they got it, and then they never messaged me back. Nice, fuck yeah. (laughs) And then we got Bo Burnham's song "Sexting." I thought for this episode you would make me do a game where I had to make up songs. So I was like, "What?" I was trying to like pre-think because anxiety, right? I was trying to plan ahead and be like, "Okay, if he asks me to improv a song, what can I possibly improv a song?" So in my head, I made up a story about a man who who goes to work in in, in nine to five, comes home, and he's he's Marcus. Go, yes <laughs> sing it i can't no i can't do it i can't do it no, it's you too, much, it. too stressful i want to describe it. it the premise is funnier than the song i can't oh okay you give me the premise i'll give you the premise I'll, I'll sing it i'll sing it okay okay i'll give you the premise man works nine to five comes home five. from his long day right he goes he's scrolling through his nine phone relaxing day. and scrolling. he sees 
just a woman's that he thinks is beautiful and, and 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 she's one of the most beautiful women he's ever seen and it's like someone that he used to go to high school with and had a crush on but but he can't put into words how beautiful she is and how she makes him feel about himself and so instead he sends her a dick pic that was the prime that was the song i had in my head and it was gonna have like it was gonna describe her beauty and then end with the joke of he just sent her a dick pic instead okay okay uh here is here is my rendition of love of dick pic love okay well i woke up today feeling kind of sad i thought i would go to work see what i can have had it's my nine to five every day then i go home and i cry because i ain't got a woman to love not even someone to say goodbye but then i thought about my crush way back in <laughs> high school and i thought it isn't too much to reconnect because now i'm cool nice. i pulled up a number got real fly thought hey i'm a nice guy and send a dick pic beautiful i sent a dick pic beautiful Ooh, i sent a dick pic Ooh. It was an accident, yeah. <laughs> I sent a dick pic accidentally. A dick pic accidentally. Okay, yeah, I got, I got blocked. Nice, nice, beautiful. Thank you. Thank there, you for turning you my idea into reality, Nick. Marcus, literally anytime. I got your pick. I appreciate it. <laughs> Guys, comedy is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, catch me off Broadway, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, so then we got the sexting song, which honestly it was it was fucking fire. The was song great. was fire, the lighting was fire. Oh god, the way he's fucking standing there in Good fucking stuff. underwear. Honestly, I, it was hot. It I was think fire. this is the song where he has the 69 on the AC, if I remember correctly. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh my mm -hmm. favorite was the was two, uh, two things one was the line about like let's talk like egyptians with hy hydroglyphics oh with god hieroglyphics, and yeah. i was like somehow it's not supposed to be but somehow that's like deeply poetic <laughs> that we have now regressed back to the way we used to do things yeah not a language uh -huh. a representation of an idea yes <laughs> I mean, the ancient gypsies were onto something, okay? They were doing gifts before gifts were a thing. Big yeah, brains. Totally. That's and how they invented I, the fucking pyramids, guys. It wasn't aliens. It was just the big brained Egyptians figuring shit out, being way ahead of their fucking time. And then there was a great exchange. It was like, she sent a peach. I sent a carrot. She sent a Ferris wheel. I sent, I sent a, ticket a ticket stub. Oh, no. Now does she think I think her vagina's fat? Snowman. <laughs> We're all good. Very relatable. Very, very relatable. Very, very relatable. I, I feel like sexting there. is I've hard. Been, I've been sexting people and I've been like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And then they say something or send something. And I'm like, how am I supposed to respond to that? Fuck. <laughs> and now I'm like out of time schedule because they're like sitting there waiting. Uh, uh, -huh. uh I know. Uh, snowman. Fuck. I agree. Or you get to this yeah. with someone who's too into role playing and you're like, okay, I okay. Like, I get it. We, we, I, I'm Hagrid and you're Harry Potter. And Ooh, just, let's see. Let's fine. Let's see. how. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I was like. Oh, hey. Oh, Hagrid. Do you think I can come and pet the animals sometime? Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's always about something that I don't know that much about, like Harry Potter, where I'm like, yeah, I'm the big one. Come 
come and come and get it. I got kicked out of wizard school and I'm dumb. So <laughs> do you want to pet my dragon? I'm not good at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's call, call Hermione and get some help with our homework. Oh, damn. See, yeah, that's good. They're underage. It's gross. Now, there, then there was a bit that I didn't get. So I want you to explain it to me. It's when he had a green bat and it was like YouTube background music. And he was like, hey, guys, so thankful for you to come listen to my song. But he was holding a knife. Yeah. And then he ended it with just like staring into the camera. I think it's just Marcus, I think it's just the modern way that YouTube personalities interact with their fans where it is. Yeah. It is menacing in a way, but also you can't tell if the knife is for himself or for the audience. Is it a threat? Either way, that he was hanging by a thread willing to use the knife on himself. If you don't, if he doesn't get the adoration of his viewers, or is he going to turn the knife on his fans and become a monster who hates his fandom and is only using it? I think you nailed it. Maybe. What about this next part? I I like this game. This is a good game. All right. What about the next moment where he's sitting there, Shia LaBeouf style, watching his first YouTube video on the screen? God. Uh, Darren, when we were watching it again, she said, this hurts me. And I think I understand why. It's just something about being able to see your younger self at your your, your sort of most, your cringiest times. hundred percent. Yeah, this game should be explained inside too. So it's, it's like, it's the same thing that made eighth grade so relatable. It's just something about him tapping into what it means to reflect on who you are. And also the fact that, he is in a unique position where all of his like failures and attempts at stardom and fame are online. And it's something that we will soon all be able to relate to Gen Z more than anyone else, where their birth, their like infancy, their childhood, everything is recorded and online and they can sit there and reflect on it at any moment. And that's not always a good thing. Yeah. Which leads us perfectly into his song Problematic. Yes. I'm problematic. He's Which is filmed like a workout video where he's yeah. all sweaty and it looks like flash dance or something. Fucking mm-hmm. beautiful. I, it looks great. I love this song. It's great. And I feel like this song represents so much of what it's kind of like the wokeness thing we were talking about where like totally I feel like what he's trying to say is that people I mean, I think he's both criticizing it and also saying criticizing the people who complain about it too much. Right. Like a lot of comedians nowadays are like, oh, we're so PC. I can't talk about how much I hate black people anymore. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is a perfect example of of how you are able to just fucking still do comedy. Comedy isn't going anywhere. It hasn't gone anywhere. And sincerely apologize huh and sincerely apologize like in the yeah. song he's apologizing he's yes. it's satire it's but he's criticizing himself he's like yes mm-hmm. my bad i fucked up i didn't know what i was doing i was a kid and he said it in interviews too he's like yeah yes. i do not i 16 year old Bo is indefendable he said that in an interview yeah and it's like tongue-in-cheek but also yeah. criticizing other people who are just out there being complaining and whining about it um i think yeah. tim heidecker from Tim and Eric awesome show great job he had a comedy special recently where he just went outside as a character like a a modern day 
comedian who used to be popular back in the day and is like coming back and, and being complaining about comedy and and how everything's too PC and no one understands him. And he's it, it's it had similar vibes to that. Oh, where it's self-referential kind self of self-referential. Like he yeah. gets it. He gets he gets, he gets it because he's probably said, I mean, Tim and Eric show. He's probably said some problematic things, right? I mean, part, I don't part of that adult swim era. Probably it was right? so like that. weird that I don't think he did. But <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Fair. Yeah. I mean, if, if his whole bit, one of his bits was like walking on a beach with shrimp um, and mar in a martini glass. Like, I don't know. Fucking I don't think that was meant to offend anybody. Then the next song is one of my favorites. I loved 30 because of the lights. Yes. It was beautiful. So he had oh a single God. light on him. Mm -hmm. And then during the drum beats of the song, he had an LED on his back and he like flashed his back. So he gave like, like moving pirate, like fucking yep. moving lights himself. It's fucking, it was genius for so many reasons. It was incredible. I saw him flashing with the little light and I, I was just so fucking impressed. Right. I yeah. mean, you remember in school that we were told that lighting by certain people mattered and then directors and actors are like, we can act anywhere. We can do it anywhere. Do anything. It's not a we don't need it for our craft, but it's a part of the whole picture. And when yeah. done well, it can be incredible. Totally. Loved it. Yeah, love that song. And I love that song also because it just it dealt with um I mean, we recently turned 30 and yep. it's Tick Tick Boom is one of my favorite songs of musicals and it's about the same thing about turning 30 and like being at this place in your life where it's like, you know what? And it also like I love this whole segment because millennials are weird. We're a weird generation because in our 30s we aren't all having kids and settling down and there's or, still tons of fighting people in our wars. Yeah. <laughs> There's tons of people in our generation still living at home and mm -hmm. the birth rate of our country is going down. And when you ask people why, number one is like, we don't feel we don't. Oh, we, we don't have like enough money yet. But it also fucking the fucking Gen Z Zoomers making fun of us and where they make fun of us. It was like, you took out the trash today. Hashtag adulting. You're fucking pushing 30. I hope you're a fucking adult. <laughs> and because that's how we talk still. Yeah. Yeah. And like Gen Z is like making fun of us for it. And like totally, totally warranted. We should not 100%. be talking like that. No. But the reason we are is because we've been stunted by the financial crisis. Now by this, like we don't feel like adults. Like we feel like like if we were a part of the past generation, we would have had children by now, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Because we would have been like, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. But I'm sure you're in the same boat as me where it's like, I can't yet. We also have more freedom than we have ever had before as people, right? Like you have the freedom of choice. I mean, it's it's freedom in quote in air quotes, because we sure. can do we have the option to do whatever fuck you want. Right. So I feel like it's hard. Do we? To, I mean, we don't. We do. and We don't. Right. Like you have yeah. the option to do whatever you want and you have the drive and the passion and the awareness, but you are limited by. Yeah. Your surroundings, yeah, yeah. your finances, what's going on in the world, but you still want and crave those things. So that's totally. why it's like I could be doing this. I want to be doing this instead, but instead I'm having to adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then after that bit is that great one you mentioned about him saying, I'm not going to kill myself. Yep. And he's like talking. But then it does this really interesting thing where he's like talking about it and then he watches that bit later mm -hmm. with his full on beard. And he's like sitting there silently criticizing it yeah which is like wild because you know i mean we're all our own self-critics right you know because he's one side like feeling bad for himself and one side criticizing himself right he's like wow that poor guy uh, is suicidal and that's me 
I'm the poor guy, <laughs> you know? Like, I'll never yeah. forget when I was early on in therapy, when she asked me, he's like, have you have faced any traumas? And I'm like, no, I haven't faced any traumas. I'm fine. Whatever. I'm fine. Whatever. <laughs> and then she asked me a story. She asked me about something, about something, mm-hmm. about something, as therapists do. And then she asked me about something specific. And I got really sad. And I started to cry. And she asked me, like, why am I crying? And I was like, as we were telling a story about college age me, I was crying because I was like, I just feel bad for that kid. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. That's trauma. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> I I agree. I feel like, I mean, not to get too into your personal life, but I do feel like a lot of your woes came from during college times, which is a hard place for it to come. <laughs> college was rough, man. I mean, I had depression and I had things before that. Yeah. You know, to- totally. Like if you saw how my freshman year went, but like, man, did those fucking fire burners <laughs> get turned up real quick, real quick real fast uh yep, having yep, to yep. support myself and work out through all that and be completely on my own uh, things got hot I, yeah things got hot things, things got, got hot, hot. And not in a up. sexy way Mm-mm. god oh man what oh man now you got me thinking like what if college was different wow i'd be the same place i'm, I'm killing it right now we're Who doing cares? great you're doing you great I, i'm doing great we're fucking killing we're, it right now we're killing it yeah if you asked if you asked a college age us if you showed college age us what we are out like exactly right now at this moment, we would have like cried with how great we're doing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hold on one second. Someone's like, I think, am I getting a phone call? Getting, Marcus is like getting a phone much. call. He's getting a phone call. He uses his phone for his camera. Get, getting a phone call. Marcus is getting a phone call. Oh, there it? you go. Telemarketer or sex worker. Estranged mistress Maybe or Maybe it's lover. both. It's Imagine, an old childhood tele- friend mm. asking for money. A long lost cousin suffering. Tele- telemarketer sex worker is like a very convenient job. You're sitting there at the phone and you have to like, Hi, I'm here to sell you this thing. Oh, you don't want it? Let's fuck instead. I'd be down. There was a comma. Oh, comma. Tell him. I mean, if a guy called me in the middle of work day, I'd be like, you know what? Sure. Let's let's go for it, man. Right. Next song is Don't Wanna Know. It's filmed from filmed from Oh, it's filmed from far. This was like a short song, but he like filmed it from like far away. Uh-huh. Like instead of doing he did this a couple times where he like didn't do a cinematic, wonderfully cool thing. Like he literally yeah. like put himself with the light farther away and filmed farther away to like, it's like, it's like that old Breck thing, right? Where he's like breaking the fourth wall on purpose, right? Yeah. Like he wants you to know, he doesn't want you to be fully um, submerged, immersed because he wants you to think about it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a very classic technique of uh, establishing the fourth wall and then breaking it. So you know that you're supposed to be thinking about what you're watching. Yes. 100 yeah. and then yeah, you got no, the twitch I love the stream shot. even god it's so impressive just the way that even the most mundane of things it just looks like an apartment right it's just yeah it's so well done totally totally okay, and sorry. then cool. you're fine and then is his twitch streamer moment where he's playing a game of himself which honestly just funny it's great it's just a funny bit it's another part where it's like oh this is a comedy special i remember now <laughs> i'm not yeah. sad yeah yeah, yeah. i oh. mean like there is a little bit of commentary under it about like him controlling himself and mm-hmm. crying and getting through the day that way, like trying to play Five Night and Freddy's, but of real life, which is just like sad of himself. But honestly, it's just funny. Oh, God. I also I laugh at this bit every time because he's like, oh, it's like death, like just a random <laughs> joke 
at at the video game community it's like oh it's like death yeah. stranding it's supposed to be boring and that's the message like yeah and then i also love why he's saying there's like uh thanks dante for the four months uh <laughs> It's just so like it's Twitch. That's it's what Twitch is. relatable. It's in the middle yeah. of talking about your depression. Someone will donate five dollars, yeah, yeah. and you will thank have you. to stop and thank them, guys. If you want us to shout you out right <laughs> now, like Bo Burnham does in his special, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe Twitch live right now. Hell yeah! Subscribe. Let's go Hello, donate. Let's I see those numbers changing, guys. I see you leaving. Yeah, there's I no people here. There's in. no people here. New people here. If you uh, don't know what this is, if you stumbled across it subscribe and i promise it'll pay off <laughs> we will pay you we'll give you five dollars and then and then it was interesting because then there was this great moment where he like he went to sleep on a futon yes and then the comedy special like got real sad and then later he like wakes up from that futon right uh-huh. so it's like is he saying this was all in his head is he saying like all these are feelings he had i mean that's probably what it is right like these are all or, inside feeling or or he's it's all saying a dream. What he, or what he's saying, what he said earlier a lie is a lie remember earlier he says that like the only time he he feels good is when he's asleep maybe that's just a fucking lie and there is no wow. respite from mental illness it gets you that's... in your sleep too guys Woo! fun times damn <laughs> i don't think that's i can't what i can't talk i can talk for a second because that hit was too hard <laughs> that hit me too hard uh, and then he sings a okay. song about feeling like a bag of shit feeling like a bag of shit oh, god i love that song feeling like a bag of shit yeah it's yeah it's so funny how so much of it's so well done and then at the same time it just makes there's so many so much dumb humor so many silly jokes in it too you know yeah. he just gets comedy it is incredible how one person <laughs> could just get it and then he does do another small bit called all-time low but then mm-hmm. the the next big moment is when he sings uh, welcome to the internet welcome to the internet as like a fucking vaudevillian it reminded me of like across the universe or something but it was like a yeah some like circusy kind of fucking ringleadery kind of vibe of like welcome to the internet yes. welcome to the mm-hmm. duh, you know it's incredible it's different than the rest of his songs for sure everything and all of the time everything all of the time it's just a commentary on how the internet is is constantly trying to grab you in and it has something there for everybody and there's no escaping it you're kind of constantly be on it all the time no matter what whether you like it or not and especially during the pandemic, I mean, that's what the fuck else were we doing? People weren't yeah. going outside. People weren't doing anything. You couldn't go to anywhere. So all you had was the Internet as both an escape and a prison. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, there's an argument we had that it helped us during this time, but it was also an argument to have like, wow. Like, what if also during the pandemic, the Internet went away? Like, would that have made us better or worse? I think wars would have been started. Maybe. <laughs> I think if you take away porn from everyone at the same time. Oh, I forgot about porn. Yeah. I really needed porn during the Marcus. I watched a lot of porn during the pandemic. I, am, I imagine. <laughs> I think there would have been a lot of deaths. A lot That's of so funny. You very that, that would have been a very easy moment to be like, me too, Nick. Camaraderie. Instead of it was like, I imagine you did watch a lot of porn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. Solidarity. Right there with Oh, uh, me too. Oh god, I watched I watched so much porn too. Also. Oh man, what kind? Water water bottle tape porn. It's very oh, niche. My favorite. It's very niche. It's like you're being Yo, you saw you saw two liters uh two liters into a gallon? Two liters into a gallon, yeah. <laughs> Spicy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh goodness! And then we get probably another another great bop. Bezos number two. Jeffrey Bezos. God, fucking ugh. Hit, what hits was hard? What was the what was the like far right fucking hunting 
looking like a bush swamp person outfit he was wearing like it was from amazon.com i've seen that so many times it's just it's from amazon it's i i it's a hot seller every time i look for costumes it is the first thing that comes up under costumes wow that's like super meta that's exactly why he was wearing it i am assuming that's why he was wearing it wow that's nice that's real nice (laughs) let's see that funny Uh, feeling yep that funny feeling uh, with his forest backdrop this song was um different than a lot of the other ones because Mm -hmm. it was acoustic-y because it was a little different yes but it was about like about like uh disassociation right like what's real and what's not and like him talking about you know uh, somebody asked you in the chat what you're doing looking for costumes. I think they deserve an answer. Oh, you know, there's here's here's what I'll do. A quick, quick answer. Are you ready? Because I've been quick, obese yes. most of my life, I haven't been able to dress up as anything ever for Halloween. And then ever since I lost weight a few years ago, I, I want to dress up for Halloween every year. But every year I panic and stress out so much about it that I never dress up and I still have never dressed up for Halloween in my adult life for anything. So one year I will be brave enough to actually come up with a costume, but I spend months beforehand searching for a costume. I feel the exact same way. I was really close to buying a costume this, this last Halloween, but we we're still in the pandemic. I didn't have anywhere to go. That was, no that was it yet. too, yeah. Yeah, I was really close to doing it. You know what I almost bought? What you uh, almost buy? I almost bought a Haikyuu costume. Be one of those volleyball oh, boys. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, like we that. should both get one and take some pictures. That'd be fun. I like that. Because there's That'd one be taller good. boy and the shorter boy. Do you have to be the taller one? That no, it sense. would be funnier if you got a red wig and you were the tall one. Let and me be the redhead kid and I'll be yeah, the Yeah, let me one. be the short one. Yeah, I'll be the tall one. I'm Whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out in haikyuu Ooh, we should go play volleyball somewhere in our haikyuu costume oh anyway, i would do that 100 percent. that would that be hell fun. that would be hella fun but yeah uh dash line over two this is his taylor swift song <laughs> mm-hmm. very very folklore is that the name of that album folklore yes taylor Swift's new song? yes yeah. very much listening like that. to it non-stop yeah but it's about he he says it it's it's about derealization and his depression and mm-hmm. i don't have deal derealization but i've heard of it I understand it. Derealization or disassociation? The song is about disassociation, but in the song he says he like calls the doctor and, and yeah, yeah. was what derealization is. Got you it. You know, so it's 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 kind of he's talking about both, but he's talking about not feeling real and not feeling like the world is a real thing, mm-hmm. and that's you know, that's a type of depression that some people deal with, where everything, yeah, you know, they get very out of body and it's they see what's going on from the outside and nothing, you know, they have trouble establishing that the world is real and important in that way um that's what that one is about. that is not something i re- i disassociate a lot i have that problem and that is something i'm going back to therapy to deal with now that i've dealt with other things i can deal with this thing yeah <laughs> because i can't attach to people and or feel close to anybody it's not a good feeling and i hate it so i want to figure that out but so i get the dissociation part of it yeah Good job, Marcus from the chat. <laughs> did someone say volleyball? We did say volleyball. Go watch Haikyu Drum Bum 914, and then you okay. can join us in getting these costumes and you can join in the fun. Hell yeah! Let's do it. Yeah, and then we'll he go has play volleyball. The, out- the outburst we were talking about of whether or not they're real or fake, but about, mm-hmm. but basically, even if they're not real, even if they are real, it doesn't matter. The point is, the reason that they're in here is to show what what anxiety does to you as you're like creating and as you're in these moments and as, you know, what, what you're having to deal with and contend with as you know you're creating and doing all these things but then the next song is all eyes on me which is yes. a Tupac song. <laughs> yes it's a very good song i love the way it's filmed uh, like beautiful lighting beautiful That's shots great. up close i feel like yeah. this is where bo burnham shines right like we talked about his anxiety performing live and how a uh, part of that ends up with 
people needing to feel like they are in control. And when you have live things, you just lose control, right? Like you can't control everything because there's an audience that you can't control. You know, you might have to end up kicking someone out in the middle of your show or there's stuff that will go wrong technically or people backstage or whatever the reason. Or you just feel off that day. Like there's so many aspects to it that I think would hinder the process. But this whole thing being done at home digitally is hard and it it, it um, it's hard mentally on his mental health, but it's also good because I feel like he gets to do all of this and create a masterpiece. Yeah, no, it, it reminds me of all his other specials. He always ends at a big moment like this, a big song that mm-hmm. like sounds like it could be a pop song on the radio because it's just so good. I would love that. I would love if just we turn on the radio one day. I don't know who listens to the radio anymore. But a Bo Burnham song was just on there. I was in a, a car that Alexi and I had rented and we were like listening to the radio and she was like connecting her phone. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's listen to the radio. How old? Ended up, yeah, it, we ended up on a random Spanish station. I was vibing. Nice. And then Lexi was like, what the fuck are we listening to? Can we put it on something else? I'm like, OK. Was it just playing reggaeton? Probably. God, it's just it's all the music now. It's fine. Do, da, do, da, do, da, do, and anytime I listen to Spanish music da, now, it's like, and then pretty much just the last song there's a lot of uh-huh. little bits in here but some good bts footage about like him wrapping it up but we already started talking about the end the end part a little bit how he filmed it early or shaved and filmed it at the end yeah he filmed it early a take of what the song could be and then cut to him at the end singing said song i i uh, like to think that this is earnest i don't know why Me too. it but felt I like do- it it felt, it feels earnest. Bo messes with a lot of things about reality, but I feel like when he puts sincerity in, it's usually like super on purpose. Because even if he's faking the sincerity, he's not faking the intention, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he wants you to feel sincerity in that moment, right? Yeah. So it almost doesn't matter. But I agree with you. I think it, I think it is earnest. It felt real to me. And that's all the songs. You know, it's wild. Bo Burnham, after Promising Young Woman and this thing, he just got a gig where he's going to be on a Stars or Showtime show or something mm-hmm. about like the life of times of larry bird oh what yeah that's weird tall tall white guy that's a good actor larry bird i guess so i i watched an interview once with him and he talked about acting and he was like the hardest thing to do is something mundane it's so hard you forget how to be a person and you're just like "Mm, this is how i drink coffee am i drinking it right and you just overthink it yeah this is true marcus yeah and i thought it was funny i have sat there and i'd be like "Mm, hmm <laughs> I am drinking the coffee now. Yeah. Yeah. The best, the, some of the best actors in the world are the ones that don't understand what they're doing right. Right. Like they're yep. able to drink coffee interestingly without thinking about it. They're the Hell yeah. Ones. I can't. Uh, two in my head. What's that his name? Ooh. Twin Peaks, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Drink I, don't know, I, feel coffee, like he's th- I feel like he's good, but he's thinking about it. <laughs> I don't I know. Everything he does th- is intentional. I don't know. I think he's not thinking about it enough sometimes. <laughs> damn fine cup of coffee okay so marcus that's the that's that's bo burnham you guys made us talk about it so we talked for an hour and 40 minutes about our depression and (laughs) you asked for it why did it kill ourselves and you asked for it on patreon.com slash now try this cast where you can join and influence the next try next month guys join the conversation let us know what you want to see next if you want more content, let us know. If there's a, enough patrons, we can devote more time to the podcast. We would love that. We would love to do that. So please come check us out. And honestly, it was cathartic. Thank you so much, Rianne414, for the suggestion. Hell yeah. We love you guys. Bo Burnham has his outlet. 
And honestly, we have ours, and this has helped us a lot, especially yeah. at the tail end of this block party that we are. Hell in. yes. I mean, it's been incredible to do this, and it's it's great that we get to do this because you guys are supporting the podcast through Patreon. We seriously don't think we would have been able to do it without it because it's expensive, and we are not made of money <laughs> hey listen i got a suggestion in the audience of they want to sign up for the patreon again to vote multiple times i can't stop you i don't know yeah if dash nine four two if that shouldn't and then dash nine four four one logs on and makes an account who am i to say who knows yeah yeah the, the voting's blind i'll never know so go <laughs> ahead so please go ahead sign up multiple times make sure your suggestion comes through so nick what did you think of bo burnham's inside ah yes i loved it it was great. What did you think? Nice. I fucking loved it. It resonated with me a little too much. One of the best things I've ever seen. Definitely the best comedy special is definitely the best piece of meta commentary on the world that I've ever seen. Yeah. Definitely all those things. What, Marcus, what would you watch more Bo Burnham? Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep watching whatever the fuck this guy makes. He's Inside great. Inside two. No pressure. Inside two. <laughs> I would like five years to not pass again. Sure. But also, don't worry, you're, you're going to get that Larry Bird show. But also, if it makes te- it takes 10 years to make something this great again, fine. Do it. Whatever it takes. That's true. That is true. What a great Game of Thrones way to think about things. What did you think of... Oh, uh, would you recommend this? Yeah. Who would Here's you recommend it to, I think Nick? Anybody. Because I think some of Bo Burnham's stuff, I don't think is for everybody. It's yeah. very meta. It's very, like, anti-joke. And that's not everyone's cup of tea. I, I get that. It's yeah. totally ours. Uh, that's why we love it. But I totally get it's not everybody's. But I think this special, in the times, what it's saying, I think will res. Everybody will get the white woman Instagram joke. And mm-hmm. everybody gets the existential dread we've all felt being cooped up for a year and a half. Yeah. So I honestly think anybody could watch this and at least appreciate the music, the songs, and the craftsmanship that's went into it's it. It's very relatable. I agree with that. Yeah. I would also recommend it to everybody. Same. All right, Marcus, that's the end of the show. Woo! Now, Marcus. We did it, guys. We survived. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, you are before incredible. We, before, you, before you say goodbye. the Marcus, this podcast has been deep, deep, deep for a long time. We watched Bo Burnham. Oh, what an excellent crisis. We watched one of your favorite animes, and while maybe that could have been light, it was not because we loved it so much. We've been all over the place with all over the country. We've been talking about rewriting movies and doing these horror things and doing all these these like old things. I want to do something that is so quintessentially dumb that is back to our roots of this podcast right marcus marcus this podcast isn't about this isn't about finding things that you love it's about finding things that tell you showing me me showing you things i love that are getting me through a time and you experiencing that thing with me us doing it together yeah and it's been a minute since we've done something dumb something that on its its face i can't defend and i feel like (laughs) that is what our our podcast is at its core Uh uh-huh 100 and it's been a minute since i've done that so okay marcus you are going to hate me so 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 much no i won't i love you because you oh i'm gonna cry you You got out. You made your way out, Marcus. I got out? But you got me in, and I can't get out, and I'm pulling you back in, baby. Oh, what are you pulling me into? The Lewis season of The Bachelorette is up and running, and you are coming back in, baby. I made it out. You are coming back in The Bachelor Nation. We got a new Bachelorette. Her name is Katie. She is a sex-positive, wonderful woman, and you are going to follow 
her story. No. Marcus, we're watching Why? The Bachelorette next week. What? Okay, we'll talk about it later. How much I have to watch because I don't know how much is out. Marcus, by, four episodes are out. By the time we film the next one, the fifth episode is out. You have to watch two. Okay. If you can't watch more, it would be great because you know how I'll wild the show goes, how quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you can catch up, that would be wild, really hard, but it would be worth it. But you watch at least two. Do as much as you can. Two is more than enough to talk about what's going on and set us ourselves up. Let me know how much you watch. Guys, catch up on the bachelorette katie season because that's what now try this is doing next week back to bachelor pad worldness nick tell everyone where they can find us where can they follow us where if they want to know more information about us and they've made it this far in the goddamn episode almost two hours guys you can get at us and tell us about your mental illness and how this <laughs> special related to you at now try this cast uh, on all socials you can join us on patreon community at patreon.com slash now try this cast every thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time at twitch.tv slash now try this cast honestly at now it's now try this cast.com has all of our things you can go it there does. follow everything leave us five star reviews on itunes and guys thank you so much for joining us hell yeah i know it's a lot guys but honestly following us on one social media platform or going onto the itunes and subscribing like following us anywhere you want is very helpful to us we really really appreciate it it lets us continue doing this and we love doing this it's very cathartic for us it's nice to get to talk to my friend and record it <laughs> and feel like we're creating something when we're just really shooting shit and we just found out we're in the top 20 21 of podcasts in the world so hell fuck yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> guys we want to be 15 by the end of the year help us get hell back. yeah keep it going baby keep it going keep it going and on that note guys thank you for joining us we love you all now go out there and try some things i almost said is it thursday yet but that's critical roles thing i shouldn't say that <laughs> good night guys good night oh no the mouse is gone there you go bye <laughs> So they can try things You got a dance podcast So that you can try things Now we will stop singing So that we can all now try this I'm there and we're good to go Woo! Party time, baby Let's, let's, let's go I am stoked I am ready I am excited I am all horny So